episode 161 the ultimate deck podcast need a show about outdoor living this is where it's at with your host Shane Chapman and Way Loret thank you for tuning in now let the show begin yeah, yeah. the ultimate deck podcast let's go good afternoon ladies and gentlemen Wade Laurent is here he is here this time I made it as is Bryce hey hey Melania, hey Shane Chapman and my good buddy, nope. Joel. Your pal, Joel. Oh, pal, Joel. Oh, yeah. You there guys was, aren't buddies. There is a debate, <laughs> a debate about what the relationship between myself and Joel from Mountain View Building Materials in Calgary, what our relationship was. I thought we were buddies. I've been corrected. We're just pals. You're just pals. What's the difference between a buddy and a pal? Uh, I don't know. That I don't know. Probably how often you talk. guy oh. by the name of Dr. Deck that just joined. Oh. Just Deck, though. <laughs> Just deck. And another deck. He only Somebody does has one deck. Borrowed his name. We should check him out. Ish. Speaking of borrowed names, Sean Collinsgrew has started a podcast called The Happy Hour. Oh. I feel like he borrowed that name from us. The Hardworking oh, no. Happy Hour. The Hardworking I haven't listened to the whole thing yet, but uh, he's got a podcast. So if you haven't seen that yet, well, go listen to it. Do they drink on it? I don't know what it's about yet. It's just about drinking. Could be about drinking, but anyways, there's that. Wade, you're wearing a very colorful sweater today. Listen. <laughs> can you hear it? <laughs> I can hear it. Yeah, good for you. So I wore my Jingle Balls sweater. For those who can't see this, because you're not on the Instagram Live, which you should be, but you aren't, uh, he's wearing an ugly Christmas sweater that shows the arse end of a reindeer with a couple Jingle Balls hanging down between his legs. Mm-hmm. You meant bells, right? Jingle Bells? No, these are... Jingle Balls. Definitely. Oh, jingle balls. Are jingle balls. Okay. Right. okay. With the, where the position there are jingle balls. It does say jingle my bells on your sweater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a spelling mistake. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got that <laughs> discount bin. <laughs> Anyways, I realized I might not be the most festive person in the whole world because I was wearing this today and I shocked three people that saw it. You were like, oh, I wow. Like, what the heck? And Shane came around the corner and was like, holy smokes. Razor was like, what are you wearing? Yeah, so I... Like, you like I would have expected Bryce to be wearing an ugly <laughs> yeah, Christmas sweater exactly. before you. That's for sure. I was like, not just, you don't come across as a Christmassy guy. I don't hear you pounding Christmas tunes in your office. Although or, year after year, you're beginning to look more like Santa Claus. Right. This is true. This is true. Uh-huh. The Monday. Santa Claus. The Tim Allen. Yes. That'd be you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Have we gotten some clarification? Joel from Mountain View says they are inter. There, they're interchangeable terms Uh-oh. of endearment. Just depends on how often one party speaks to another. I guess we're all buddies. There he needs an English lesson, though. <laughs> there is spelt wrong. Told you we're buddies, pal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to just get after this or what? Or do you have any stories you want to tell? I don't have any stories. No. Have any how was your hunting season this year? Are you done? Yeah. Like you're all wrapped up. Uh, so. I'm allowed to hunt pheasants until the end of the month, but I think I'm done. I don't know that I'll get back out again. Okay. So but what about your big game? How did you do the game? Big I game went, I'm going to call it 50%. So I buy a bear tag and I don't ever actually hunt bear. I just have the tag because it costs $25. And if I come across one, I'll shoot it. <laughs> but I don't like, I don't actively go looking for bear. Right. Why not? Um, you don't like bear meat? No, I, I do. I like bear meat. It's just so that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's really good. I thought you didn't really like you what kind to, of bear? Like black bear. Black bear. You just have to cook it. Like you have. You can't have like medium rare bear. 
No, you, you have to have it well done because they crap out of it. I like how that sounds though. You'll get uh, you'll get worms if you don't cook. Yeah, like bear I thought 100%. people didn't eat bear because they're like scavenger animals and they're kind of dirty. Right, but if you cook it all the way, then you're okay. So what does bear taste like? Pork. Yeah. Pork? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? It's like yeah, kind of greasy like pork. Lots of fat on those big old big bears. old bears. So good. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. Interesting. So some people will like some people will shoot like a moose and a bear and then they'll cut like when you mix. Game, wild game, usually you have They'll to use mix the it bear with to pork. Cut the moose? Because moose is dry. Dry. It's just all that, like, most, like, moose, elk, deer is very lean, right? Mm-hmm. So you need to put some fat in it. So lots of people will make sausage with pork. But if you shoot a bear or a wild boar, then you can use that. Wild boar, yeah. Have you ever yeah. shot a wild boar? Nope. Have you ever I've seen a wild boar? I've in never person? seen one. I this saw the- one last week, got hit by a car. Seriously? Yeah, it was the first one I've ever seen. It Dirk. was huge. That's what yep. confuses me. I don't know anybody from Saskatchewan that's like, oh yeah, I saw I saw some boars, but yet apparently they're grossly overpopulated in this province. Yeah, like they're, they're everywhere, they, they, they say. a ton of damage in the provincial parks, but they're mm-hmm. hard to find. Yeah. You have to bait them. Okay. Very sneaky. So this is another reason that I don't really hunt bear. So I don't, I don't like baiting things right and so a bear the easiest way to to shoot a bear is you kind of like put a barrel of food together and it's like grease and peas and whatever and then you get them used to coming to this one spot to eat and then you sit in a tree and shoot them and so i don't really like the idea of of baiting them in right is that really hunting is that really hunting right Uh, and so but when you hunt like elk and moose and deer you basically have to like call them or sneak up on them or something. So that right. feels a little more like hunting to me rather than luring and killing. Right, right, right. So, uh, so same did not shoot boar. a Same thing with boar. You got to do the same thing. Yeah. You have to like basically put apples out and get them used to coming to the spot. And then you, and you got to have a real big gun and you shoot them. So I just find it strange though. Like I've lived in this province my entire life. Yeah. They say they say there's more boars than people in Saskatchewan. That's what I hear. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people. <laughs> you would think by now I would have seen one boar. I don't think there's a boar city anywhere though. <laughs> yeah, but I see people wherever I go. <laughs> like, yeah, they hide better. They they must. Yeah, they get shot at a lot more than people get That's, shot at. This is true. They're, they're nocturnal. Where you live. They're nocturnal too, aren't they? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. So am I. I guess I just need to look out the window more at right, night exactly. when I'm watching. You should just go for more late night walks. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So stuff. did not get a bear, but really had no intention of shooting one. Like wasn't after it. Right. Did not get a moose. Disappointed. Did not get an elk. Disappointed. Did get a whitetail and did get a mule deer. Okay. And so I would say that I'm 50% because I intended to uh, shoot four. The other two are the biggest animals you can find. Right. <laughs> Yeah, like I by, would say by twenty five percent by weight. By weight, by by weight <laughs> you're like you're yeah, not fifty percent. Yeah, by weight, I'm at like ten percent. Right? <laughs> yeah, you exactly. shoot one moose, that's like three deer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have yeah. you seen many bears in Saskatchewan? Yes, I've seen. They're all up north. All the ones that I've seen. Yeah, that's like anytime I get up Saskatoon and then kind of just going straight east. Right, I see them up there quite a bit. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I saw a really, really, really big one. That was at a thousand yards on the dead run across a field. And I was like, but I don't think I could hit that. No, <laughs> but I did have my gun with me. I was going to take a crack at it, but it would have been a hail. Rare bear. Rare bear. Okay. Well, Bryce, do you have anything lined up for us today? Sure do. Sorry, Shane. 
for what? It looked Taking like it was a little today. loud. Yeah, oh, I was all right. Controls today. Yeah, I like don't know what to do with my hands now. Oh no! Well, that's not my fault. <laughs> it isn't you. Well, actually, it is my it fault. Is kind of actually. is your fault. It's you have the board over there. You told me last time you wanted me to run the. That's oh, yeah. yeah. That's exactly. Be <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I only have three things for the moment of uselessness today. Perfect. Top three worst winter jobs. Okay. Sure. Ready. Number three. Yep. Mail carrier. I don't know if that would be that bad. You have to do it. There's no time that you can't you can't call in weather day on mail, apparently. Is this true? Do they do you think that they have like some rules around if it's this cold or this windy or whatever that they're they don't have to go? I don't know. They have to go through rain or isn't that the rain, U.S. Postal, snow. That's postal the U- Service's like slogan through yeah. rain and snow. And, and in sleep. Saskatchewan, they have to do it. I believe that there absolutely would be a no go temperature for them because they're unionized. And I cannot imagine that the union would be like, yeah, you just go all the time. Right. It's usually just the exposure limits, though. They have to like limit exposure. So since they have a vehicle around, they can just get in the vehicle more often. Right. Sure, right. that's okay. Uh, Deck Protect says snow plowing. I was thinking when you first said that, that's where my mind went snow right away. Plow. And I was like, the worst job? Man, you drive like a big semi. That'd yeah, that part job. would be, that would probably be fun. But you only work night shifts, basically, right? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. you're basically like, you yeah, but you're nocturnal. Like, You'd see more. Uh, oh, boar. I'd see more boars. See that more boar, right? <laughs> Turns out that's the best winter job. Also, with the mail carrier, you're like sorting through mail constantly, and you have to like make sure you get it to the right house, and you can't wear big mitts when you're delivering mail. Yeah, got to have little gloves. They still seem pretty happy though. Those guys, you think? Yeah, <laughs> like the guys that come here anyway. Fair enough. Well, they get I mean, the big truck though. I mean, in the newer neighborhoods like where I live now, you don't even have to go door to door. You're no, just you doing just community mailboxes now. Like in. you pop out for ten minutes and sort your mail, and away you go. Yeah. You probably sort your mail in the truck. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Probably not that bad. Okay, maybe it's not that bad. Airport ramp agents is number two. What is that? What's a ramp? Oh. So you're the guy mm. on the runway. You're either like flagging in the airplane or you're making sure it's clean enough to take off. You're chalking all the wheels. You go and you're scraping the windows of the airplane every time it lands. Oh, yeah, that would I wouldn't enjoy that too much. Not that one. No. I don't know. It depends. So I think in Regina, it'd probably be okay. Because, like, let's talk about how many <laughs> how many planes actually land in our airport. Oh, yeah. Like six right. a day? Maybe seven? <laughs> right, yes. Like, right. I could no, probably yeah. do that job. Right, but what about, like, Minnesota? Not ideal. Minneapolis, I mean. Right, it'd be right. a little That'd busy. Be the worst. You'd be out there all day. All day. Like, scraping windows down yeah. on an airplane. Yeah, that's no fun. I don't even like scraping my own windows. No. I hate when I have to scrape my windows. You get out there and you turn the car on and you... Blast the defrost. Yeah, and then window. you run the and then you run the like the washer fluid. Exactly. My truck yeah, had a washer 100%. fluid. Hundred <laughs> percent. Anytime I get into my truck and the windows still need scraped, I get mad at myself for not starting my truck earlier. It's like exactly. oh, I screwed this up again because <laughs> I'm usually too stupid to put my gloves on. Since like then I got to go scrape windows with no gloves on. Why don't they make windshield wipers that scrape the windows? Because it'd work for the bugs in the summertime. Because it would work for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just thought this about is that. Good. This, this is, is our good. winter revenue. So turn the feed off. There's only four <laughs> people in here. We'll be fine. Elon's trying to copyright. Elon's <laughs> trying to get rid of windshield wipers on the Cybertruck completely and use lasers to laser. Lasers. So you can laser off the frost. That's for sure. That's way faster. That's way faster. <laughs> Done. Oh, man. That'd be awesome. That guy's money. He was, he was voted Times uh, Man of the Year this year. 
Anyways. He's like, it'd be really hard to argue with that. Right? Exactly. Except for maybe COVID-19 man or something like that. Yeah. Um, Nobody liked that guy. The worst job to do in the winter, they say, is a high-voltage power line technician. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah, that would suck, too. Yep. Yeah. Because you so, got to be in the cherry picker, and it's way colder, thirty uh, feet, way in the air. higher, hundred yep. percent. And those Especially guys are flying on helicopters and have to do it, and yeah, gross. So worst job. I was gonna say uh, a hydrovac truck guy. That guy's wet all right day, and it's like minus forty, and you're hydrovacking lines in. You're running a like but a it's vac hot truck. water that you use. Yeah. It's only so hot, as long like, as you stay consistently wet. It's exactly. only hot keep for like wet. the first couple seconds, and then it cools right <laughs> off. And then you know what I mean. Like, but that's yeah, why you got to keep a constant yeah. flow. Oh man, I just like that yeah. would be pretty bad. Keep a constant flow, dirty all the time too. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like uh, like a railroad worker in the winter would be kind of shitty too. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. There's some doozies for sure. Have you guys ever done any of those jobs? Like no. worst winter jobs. Like no. I worked rigs. I worked outdoors on a drilling rig for a little bit. That's I not fun. I can't imagine that's any fun either. Pretty cold. Mm-hmm. There was a couple days. So uh, again, there was some parameters on that. There was rules like if it got too cold or if, if someone decided it was too cold, mm-hmm. then you would shut the rig down. But it's a fairly testosterone driven work environment. Yep. And nobody wants to be the one that says it's too cold. Mm-hmm. So we spent a day on the floor one time. It was... Like it was minus 70 with Ugh. the wind chill. Yeah. Like it was minus 40 with a 30K wind. It was awful. Yeah. And we would work five minutes on one side, five minutes on the other side, and then into the doghouse to warm up. Yep. The skidoo, uh, sorry, the driller was wearing a skidoo helmet because he had to wear a hard hat, but he actually wanted something to cover his face. Because that's the wind is what gets you. And the Derek hand was up in the stick and he had no protection. So we would do 15 minutes and then he would come down, go in and warm up. And then, oh man. Right. I Brutal. finished. I finished that shift, and when I when we were in the truck driving home, I told the driller, "I was like, this is my last winter working, no doubt, drilling man. rigs. I'm done. I was yeah. like, I'm going back to school, because in the summer it's an amazing job. It's super fun. Yeah, but get a little muddy. That's about it. Yeah, I wouldn't want to work service rigs because it's all oil. Yeah, drilling rigs is mud, so it's not too bad. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, Jason, uh, Jason from Fortress says, speaking of shitty septic, of shitty jobs, <laughs> septic pump operator in minus 40 weather would be yep. no fun either. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's one of those jobs you got to go do too, right? Yeah. Like emergency plumber, septic guy. Yeah. If someone calls you on Christmas and it's minus 40 out, you're going. Yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Coldest day I've ever worked though was minus 36 with no wind. I was planting a subdivision. It was awesome. It's not as bad with no wind. It's no not wind. as bad. You're fine. The wind's I huge. I always tell everybody you can dress for cold. You just can't dress for wind. No. Yeah. TC Deck says a deck builder in Canada. What a wonderful segue. Here we go. Yeah. So it's that time of year where we, uh, well, we don't do shit outside. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We hibernate in our office and yeah. turn the heat up, and we're like, "Boy, uh, it's a really good idea to build decks right now, though, guys." <laughs> oh yeah, you really good idea to build decks. Um, so we've come up with a list. We did this uh, an episode similar to this uh, last December, but it just we like never recycle episodes. No, we don't do that. Um, but 
it only makes sense to talk about it again because here yeah. we are heading into winter again. This fall has actually been quite mild so far. Like it's been a really, really nice fall mm-hmm. and early winter. I guess technically mm-hmm. not winter yet. But a couple like, cold days, but nothing. Nothing crazy. No. Like the grass is still peeking through in most spots. Yep. Because um, it's all know, Ontario, fake, the guys so. got no snow again. Like they had snow and then it went away. And like mm-hmm. Aztec Dex is posting stories and it's green grass in the backyards he's working in still. And it's Jeez. Like, we could so. use some snow though. Like we need about five or six feet of snow. It's yeah. that time now. Pour it on now. It should happen. Like if it's too cold to do like like non-snowy things, like you're not going jogging. Mm-hmm. Well, like I'm not. So, you don't <laughs> like jog in the summer though, right? <laughs> the snow yeah. isn't the one. That's not the thing that's shutting oh, yeah. you down. I, I can't running. go jogging today, Just the today, excuse honey, changes uh, now. Uh, <laughs> oh, a little icy out there now. What about last week? Uh, a little warm last week. It was plus four. Yeah. You know, you got to sweat on, then you cool off. Yeah, it's just not worth it. So- Soon, these tips will come in handy. Yep. What we've done here is compiled a list of 25. Why 25, Bryce? Why 25? Is it because it's almost Christmas? It's beginning to look a lot. Where was your, where were you on that one? Why didn't you put I some didn't. Christmas music on the board there? I don't know. Do we have anything even close? Do uh, we have to sing the song? You might have to sing it. I could Negative. record you singing it. Oh, yeah. Thank you. No, we're good. So 25 tips for working in the winter. Um, if you want to roll back to last year, December 2nd, we posted an episode that was 17 tips. Uh, we only get better with age. So yep. we've managed in the last year to come up with eight more tips. That's Are we right. starting at 18 then? <laughs> yeah. You know what? Listen to the last episode. <laughs> we'll pick up at number 18. I'll we just should. cut, I'll just cut the last episode <laughs> into this. <laughs> we should, uh, but maybe we've got a new perspective now, you know, we're a year older. Sure. Um, grayer for sure. Grayer. You guys like Wade are. Wade and I are anyway. Both Brace is real still gray. Look. Brace still looks I like shaved my beard though, so. Yeah, you're getting tricky. We never know. Right? Mm-hmm. Is it starting to get gray in there? Yeah. Is it? How old are you? I'm 34. 34. And start it's starting go- to come in, hey? Yeah. Start going gray when you started working here? Yeah. I know. I right? know. That's me too. It's you guys. It's It'll do it to you. <laughs> uh, Pat was showing me a video on his phone downstairs earlier today. He's like, look at this. And it was like a, I don't know why he was showing it to me, but it was like, it was me on the phone with my wife three years ago at the old duty location, giving her shit because she was listening to Google at home and it was interrupting our oh, yeah. streaming music at work. It's like, get off my Google. I remember that. I looked so young and I was like, where was this? He's like three years ago. I was like, God oh, damn. To be young again, right? <laughs> like Facebook it's aging really that, fast, right? It's like every once in a while, I get a memory that pops up. 13 years ago, you were doing this. It's like, I was doing whatever I wanted because nothing hurt. Exactly. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Facebook just wants to keep you depressed the whole time. Yep. Yeah. That's true. You just keep coming back. I have to change my news feed a little bit. <laughs> right. Okay. okay. So 25 tips. So number one is the obvious one. Layer up. Wade, what would you say? We just talked about this a little bit. You can dress for the cold, but it's tough to dress for the wind. But layering up? Yeah, I don't know. Do you really think that needs a, like an explanation? How many layers are you wearing? I have two on right now. Look at that. I think the point here, so here, my, my 14-year-old doesn't layer up. Long sleeve shirt, T-shirt, hoodie, jacket. Yep. That was how I would do that. The only thing I would say don't layer up is your hands. Yeah, you want to... I like one pair of mitts. Maintain some dexterity in your hands, for yeah. sure, when you're working. That's for sure. But layer up, because you can always shed layers. It's easy to shed a layer if you're too warm, but yeah. pretty tough to put something on that you didn't bring with you. Mm-hmm. So, like, bring out your winter gear, dress for the worst case scenario, and if you don't need it, then toss it back in the trailer. That's fine. But obviously layer up. Number two is yep. heated gear. Mm. This is a good move. I think I would support this more, as opposed to the layer up. So yeah. I don't personally Less like layers, wearing, more heat. Yeah, sure. I don't like wearing... Lots of clothing, like jackets and stuff. I don't yep. really like that. 
So a heated no. jacket would go a long ways for me. Yeah, I, I don't like to be that. bulked up either. I like those heated vests because those they're closer to your body as opposed to heater jackets, which go over top of everything oh, yeah. else, and they're bulkier. Mm-hmm. But the vests fit a little bit snugger, and they're closer to your body, so you stay a little warm. And then like a warm a hug, top right? Like, like a warm, warm hug. hug. Yeah. And like heated gloves now. I don't know that there was too many heated gloves in the market when I was still building, but boy, it would have been nice if there was, because that would be like... Because what always got the coldest was your fingers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some heated gloves would be perfect. So that's a good Christmas gift for your deck builder in your life. If yeah. you well, and I think one. it's like Milwaukee makes a jacket with like interchangeable batteries for your power tools. Yeah, they all the, all all the major battery manufacturers also make heated clothing that'll work with your batteries from your tools. Mm-hmm. So obviously, stick with your platform. Stick with, that. Well, stick we, with your platform. When Wade was talking about the the drill, it was the the guy when he was on the oil rig. Wearing a skidoo helmet. Yeah, yeah. We did that once, but we had a heated helmet and we right. rigged it to a battery pack that we carried around with our GPS in the field. Wow. It was awesome. Beauty. Except as heavy as. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Walking around like a bobblehead. Bobblehead. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, number three is the one we just talked about with the postal guys. You got to have a go, no go temperature. And yeah. I think you should lay this out um, in advance. You should just like. Because I listened a little bit to our last episode we did last year on this, and you mentioned there, it's like, it's good to make that decision in advance so that you're not emotional about it. You know what I mean? I was just going to say, like, we've talked about this before with, uh, boy, oh boy, when you go to sell a business off, you need to make that decision before so that when you're in the process of it, it's like, well, it's done. You've already made the decision. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So same with like a go, no go. Because it's pretty easy sometimes to crawl out of bed in the morning and then be like, ah, look outside and be like, like, ah, I don't Eh. But if you decide before the season starts, it's like no. If it's if it's minus fourteen, we're, we work. Yeah. But if it's minus twenty five, we don't. Anything under minus twenty five, we don't work. Mm-hmm. Then it's easy. Then you can remove emotion and you're you're being statistical about it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like, so I think that one's a good one. Um, number four is to budget more time. So those deck jobs that you can probably crack off in four days in the middle of summer are probably going to take you more like six days in the winter. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if there's a lot of snow around and you're bulked up and wearing a whole bunch of gear and you're moving a little bit slower and everything's moving a little bit slower. Yep. Account for things to take a little bit longer. Conversation I had with a homeowner yesterday. He asked, um, is the quality of my deck going to be compromised because the guys are building in the winter? And I said, no, the quality won't be compromised, but it will take them longer. Should it cost like, more? Shouldn't cost him anymore because our guys choose to work in the winter. Mm. Should be the same cost for him because we're trying to encourage people to build in the winter so that you lighten the load in the spring. Right. And our contractors that are working through the winter need to have some revenue versus no revenue. Yeah. So uh, they give up that, like they sacrifice that. Mm. So the quality of the deck is not worse. But Yeah, if you charge by the hour, then it's pretty tough to say like, it won't cost more because it will take more time. But right, uh, yeah, I don't agree with ch- charging more for it. If like mo- a lot of guys would actually, I shouldn't say a lot, but some guys might actually provide incentives to build in the winter just to keep their guys busy and yeah, you keep everybody paid mm-hmm. and whatever else, right? So uh, number five was keeping a heater in the trailer, or you had mentioned last year a box, like you used to build a box and throw a heater in that, where you keep like your adhesives and your glues and whatever else. Yeah, we had a box that would warm up there too, fit around an air compressor. So we had like a big. Yeah, like when we were framing condo buildings and stuff, we have a one of those great big dual tanked air compressors, and then we would build an insulated box around the exhaust of that and hold the stick heat your in. head in there at lunchtime to keep yourself sane. No, oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say <coughs> huff fumes and then go and frame all afternoon. <laughs> no, just to keep what condos did there. you build? 
It was in Brandon. Yeah. The crooked so don't ones. Don't want those don't ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I always like the exhaust on the air compressor. It was always your little warm spot that you right. go warm your hands up go for a minute. So might as well capture that heat. But yeah, and we always threw a heater in the trailer too. Because then like if you need it just for a quick warm up or anytime you had to run back to the trailer to grab mm-hmm. something, it was nice to get a quick little relief of, you know, a little blast Anything. of heat and get going again. Back in the day, the guys used to keep nails in the fire pit, right? Oh yeah, yeah like build a fire before. and then keep a can full of nails and you like you could frame houses in your bare hands because this was like hot warm nails. Yep, yeah, that's a good idea. Number six, be mentally prepared. I think this is one of the most important. To be honest, like you can't. We've talked about this recently because we want to do some work outdoors at our store here in Regina this mm-hmm. year, and it's like, well, we have to do that what? during the winter. No, nope. and uh, out pass. <laughs> and I don't work in the cold anymore. <laughs> and I said it's it's awfully like you guys just need to commit to that. You need to like mentally know that this week you're going to work outside and get yep. your head in the right space. Don't think you're going to show up to work today and be like, so what's the plan today? Oh, you want to go outside? No, that doesn't work. You can't show I up agree. thinking you're doing indoor stuff and then get thrown out in the cold. You got to like, mm-hmm. you got to mentally prepare for it. But once you're in it, it really isn't that bad. Once you've mentally, you're like, I just work in the cold now. Yeah. Then I, all good. And you the don't wor- get grumpy about it. And, and I think the worst thing to do is like, take those like short work spaces, you know, like go and work for 15 minutes and then go warm up. Yeah. Only if it's really cold because yeah, that warming up process I always felt was the worst. Yeah. It's hard your to leave feet that. hurt. Yeah. And then your hands hurt. Yeah. You start to thaw out and everything just hurts. And then you get cold again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stay cold. But you were warm for a little bit. <laughs> but you were warm for just a little <laughs> Seven bit. Seven minutes of bliss. <laughs> Uh, number seven, material stability. So there's some materials you'll have to account for what it does in cold mm. weather. And composite decking is one of those. Our in, our industry has materials that are made of things that expand and contract and have thermal changes when the uh-huh. temperature changes. So if you're going to go build a, a composite deck in the middle of winter, you have to plan for that, plan for that expansion a little bit. And every manufacturer will give you some guidelines as to what kind of gapping you should leave at different temperatures, et cetera. But uh, the moral of the story is you got to do things a little bit differently than you do in the summer. Are it's your, not drastic stuff. It's minor little things. But are your miters better in the winter? Well, they'll stay like your materials shrunk down. So, so stay closed in, in the, the summer? summer. It's not like it's going to, yeah, it would stay closed in the summer. The problem is it might expand and buckle depending, oh, okay. depending on what product you're using. Right. If you have a product that has a very high thermal instability that moves a lot, and you put those things right tight, and then in the summer it warms up a whole bunch. It may snap some screws. It may buckle up. Mm. It may do some funky things. Other materials might be okay because they, the expansion might be much more minimal, and right. it and it can it can like withstand the little bit of pressure can, that's putting into that hold joint. it. But um, just generally, expansion is less has a less force than the contraction, so you might be okay in that. Like typically with composites, you're going to see more of them contract back than then you'll ever see them buckle. Yeah, okay. But yeah, like when you install when things are warm and it, and it contracts, it doesn't matter how much you try to cool the board off first, it never seems to go back all the way. That's right. Like it'll pull back, but it, and it might expand a bit, but it never seems to go back 100%. So. Yep. Yeah. So. Number eight, Speed Square. Speed Square. Is an ice scraper. <gasps> who doesn't know this? People using, who haven't used Speed tools. <laughs> this is kind of a joke one, but it's true. Like the most useful tool in your tool belt when your lumber's got ice built up on it, it's your speed square. It's like, it's a window scraper. Right. Until you get lasers from Elon, lasers. this is what you use to scrape your ice off. <laughs> yeah, and you want that scraped off so you don't slip and fall off the joist. 
Oh, yeah. Crack your shin, you know? Right. Another option for that is number nine, a tiger torch. Yeah. Especially if you're getting into doing like rain systems where you need not only like things to be not slippery, but things to be dry to apply like a butyl tape or something. A tiger Mm -hmm. torch is a good way to kind of quickly melt off and dry out your lumber if you need G tape to be. So that can be handy to have a tiger torch kicking around. Uh, Number 10 is to be careful because things are slippery, obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, a little bit of ice, a little bit of snow built up on decking or framing or anything is going to make things a little bit more slick out there. And combine that with the fact that you're dressed a little bulkier than you normally are. You're not quite as nimble. You're a little bit off balance. Um, so you just got to be a little bit more, pay a little bit more attention to like safety. Yep. I suppose. If you have to. Yeah. Or you could fire them before they hit the ground. Right. You have two plans. <laughs> so number 11 is to invest in some flexible cords and hoses. So oh, yeah. not this all extension cords, 100%. Not, I, I absolutely hate stiff extension cords. Like would throw mm. them out. The worst. They are the worst. And they crack and they break. They're awful. They could can. shut a whole day down for me if I actually got out there and was like about to start and then the cords were all messed up. I'd be like, this shit isn't worth it. It's because your head's not <laughs> in the game. Maybe my head wasn't in the game. Refer back to. Yeah, go back to point number nine, whatever it is. So So they're not all created equal. Like some people might think an extension cord is an extension cord, a hose is a hose. But no, if you read the label on them, some of them are rated for use in cold weather. They will stay more pliable, more flexible at minus 35 than one that's, if it doesn't say anything, it's going to be stiff as all hell come cold weather. That's an indoor cord. Yeah. That's an indoor cord. (laughs) And they just break. Like yeah. not only they're they're crappy to haul around and try to use and like they're tugging on you, they're they'll just break. You'll ruin them. Yeah. So avoid it. Get invest in some good uh, flexible cords. Yep. Number twelve is these things were money too. The little hot shot packs. Oh whatever yeah. you want to call it. Hot hands, hot, hot feet, hands, hot packs. Hot paws. Whatever hot paws. Yeah. Tuck those things in places that you want to stay like ready. You know? Ready to go. In your toes. Ready to go. Right. In the boots was always Planning a great one. Is everything. That's right. In the toes of your boots is a money spot to toes put them. Toes of the boots, yeah. Like, even if you have to wear a boot a little bit bigger to fit them in there, do mm-hmm. it. Do like, it. so good. And I used to put them in the palms of my hands and my gloves even, too, because if you can keep the palm of your hand warm, then your fingers stay warm, too. Right. So, and they don't, like, in the palm of your hand doesn't really get in the way of things. You can put them on the back of your hand if you want. But, like, there's probably... Like the palms the best. Uh, yeah, I like, yeah. I they have sticky, like the they have, like, sticky backs to them so you can, like, Stick them in your gloves. Yeah, too. they got sticky. I don't bags? even have to. <laughs> I don't even need to press the button anymore. <laughs> right. Um, so those things are money. They're cheap. You can buy them in bulk. Do it. Number thirteen. You may want to consider like hoarding the project in, depending on how long. Like, if you're going to be there for a long time, it might be worth investing in setting up some hoarding and like closing that sucker right in. And mm-hmm. a certain type of project, like glue down vinyl or something, you might almost have to. You might not even really have the option. Yeah, or depending on the size of it, maybe you're, yeah. you know, maybe you're going to be there for a month. Yeah. And then it might be worth taking the morning to hoard it in and keep it heated. And then you, yeah. Then you can ditch all the clothes and like layer down a little bit. And even a little bit of hoarding would allow you to work during windy days. Yeah. Just even to the cut wind the wind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah, right. Don't even yeah. need to insulate it. Yeah. Number 14 is this one gets pretty deep all of a sudden, but it's to make sure that, that in your contracts that you potentially put in a holdback clause or something for mm. things that maybe can't be finished in the winter. So maybe there is the odd thing that's like, well, we can't really finish in this in the winter. The example we used last time was like, maybe there's stairs that have to land and the landscaping isn't finished and it's not going to be done till the spring because you're not doing that. Well, you don't want to get in a situation where the customer is like, well, I'm not paying you until the job's done, I, but we can't finish till April. 
well, that's fine. Yep. I'll pay into that. So put in there that like at substantial completion, you'll take your 90% payment or whatever it is. And mm-hmm. a, there'll be a 10% holdback or whatever you decide for the items that have to be finished in the spring, whatever that might yeah. be. I think that makes everybody more comfortable. Homeowner then knows you're going to, you know, like they have a better understanding of, a, of what's about to happen. Yep. They know that you're not going to finish the deck. You've come out, you've told them up front, right? Th- that just seems yep. like a good idea all year round. What if you're waiting but on back This is a winter stuff? list, Bryce. I'm just saying. So it's not like something you have to change <laughs> for the winter, though. No, it isn't. It isn't. But it's just to be like, think about the things that maybe you can't fit. I think most jobs probably can be finished, but there's maybe some things that just don't make sense to finish in the middle of winter. Right. For one reason or another, who knows what it is. But like those things, like make sure that you can still get paid for what has been done. Mm-hmm. You don't want to work all winter and finish a bunch of jobs 90% and then not get paid and you got to pay your guys and... What's the point of working the stuck. winter then? <laughs> right. That's right. Right? Yeah. So throw that in there. Number 15 is to, if you can, you might as well get the piles in first. Mm-hmm. Most helical screw pile guys can put these things in in the winter, in the frost. With there, heat rods or peeing in the spot, same spot for a few minutes. That works. <laughs> <laughs> That's Everybody gather around. <laughs> yeah. Be right here. Uh, was there a... a comment in a Facebook group that you were in the other day that somebody was, they wanted to build a fence and some other person commented was like, this is such a terrible yes. idea. Yeah. And it was like, absolutely do not build a fence in the winter. That's a terrible idea. And, and I think at the time it was only minus five Celsius. Like it wasn't it was like really last that week. cold. It was like, well, you absolutely could do a fence right now. You could drill holes and yeah. concrete cures at minus five. Like concrete, if you're going to cement the posts in, mm-hmm. The chemical reaction makes it warm, and so it like you can do that. You don't even really have to cover it up. Put a little bit of insulation on top, you'll be fine. Or use your expanding foam, your post foam. Yeah, anyways. You can use that shit at temperature, low temperatures as well. Ugh. And same thing, it gets hot. So the thing was with that, like, yeah, this lady was like, is there anybody that could still do a wood fence this winter? And the responses she get, she was getting were, were kind of ignorant. Some people were like, they like were saying you're an idiot, but they were kind of like making her feel like an idiot for even suggesting like that somebody could in, build a fence. They're ignorant in two capacities, right? They're ignorant, like as in the people that were talking about it didn't have the knowledge. They like they didn't know right. that you could, and so the advice they were giving her was probably not accurate. Yeah, but they were doing it in a in a mean way too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, this is no good. But I happen to know that just a few days prior to that, I was outside putting up my Christmas blow up air filled like. Mm-hmm things on my front lawn and I was pushing the pegs in with my hand. The ground wasn't even frozen right? at all. Well, this is the time of the year to do it. So deep February <laughs> yeah. might be a little more difficult. And that's what I Certainly. said. If you're going to do it, probably act fast. Like it'll be easier to do it now than it will be in February when the frost is all set in. Mm-hmm. But right now we're talking like it's a couple inches deep at best. Like you dig that out the shovel there. and away you go. But even then, like people put fences in in March. Yes. Yep. And when the snow comes off, the ground is still frozen. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. yeah. I should go back in there and see if that guy chirped you. Yeah, I didn't maybe, I, maybe I'll create a fake account and go back in there and trip you <laughs> from my fake account. Yeah, idiot. <laughs> you don't know anything. Start what, shit you on sell the internet. For a, <laughs> yeah, but and so most guys can put piles in all all year, but it's it's usually easier and quicker to put them in ahead of time. So if you know you have jobs lined up all winter, well, you can go plop the piles in in December before the ground's frozen all the way in, and that way they're there and ready to go. Hey, and you don't have to worry about put it. Put piles yeah. in for three jobs, and you're through till spring, probably. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, number 17 is to keep some snow removal tools in your trailer. Mm. Uh, you probably don't have a shovel and maybe don't have a broom and maybe don't have a blower. You might all year. Oh, did I skip one? Sure. Well, we can reverse those. Uh, but make sure those things are in your trailer 
So now every day when it, like if there's snowfall overnight, you can clear your path back and forth to your trailer. You the, can go dust your your deck off. The best snow shovel that doesn't take up a lot of room is a grain shovel. Oh, is it metal? It's an aluminum grain shovel. Not good for composite, Bryce. Not good for composite, but if you need to shovel things like shovel large amounts of snow to put piles in, for instance, yep. easiest way to do it. Grain shovels are pretty good. Grain shovels are awesome. Okay. It'd be good on your framing as Hot well. Hot tip. Hot tip. Uh, number 17. Did I say number 17 <laughs> in the last one? I don't know what you said. I don't remember. I so number remember, 16, so. if we skip that one, is a torpedo heater. Those things are sweet. So those things are nice because they're very directional in the way they can blow yeah. the heat. So if you like, if it's really bitchy out there, you could set one of those things up and like blow it towards where you're working. If you're kind of in a mm -hmm. more of a stationary position that day, you could set that thing up at a distance and just like your little bubble where you're working could right. be a balmy a <laughs> few degrees. Or it's hoarded in. Yeah, and those or are you're, propane, or you're right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Propane. So those heaters. those are. I think that, I, there probably is some like. There will likely be some little like battery powered heaters at this point now too. Mm. Like little throw a nine amp Milwaukee battery on a heater and it's like small enough little electric heater that could keep a space yeah, probably. warm enough too, right? Yeah. Almost for sure. Uh, what do we got here for comments? Um, Deck Protect says that makes layout interesting. That's a fun conversation <laughs> with the homeowner. Why are all the guys pissing all over my backyard? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're going to be there to start on Tuesday. Oh, okay. Just uh, you and the guys. Um, probably about 13 guys on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be down to two by Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. Four boxes of coffee. Yeah. Right. Just like beer and coffee and dudes just... Don't pour the hot through. coffee on nope. the hole. No. Gotta yeah. pee, though. Yeah. Uh, number 18 is to uh, tarp your materials and or tarp the deck that you're working on oh, at the end of every night. I see. So this one came up. This is one of the first ones we didn't have last year because we're at number 18 now. Wait. Yeah. 18. But somebody in one of the Facebook groups asked us the other day, they're like, do you guys tarp your projects at the end of the day? And it was something we never did, but it's like, why not? Right. Yeah. You should <laughs> <laughs> like that would keep all the frost and the snow and the ice off your project. And it's like, how hard is it at the end of the day? Like it's easier than shoveling it off at the start of every morning and getting out your tiger torch. And, and almost what's a tarp cost for yeah. sure. <laughs> your local supplier would give you a tarp. <gasps> Like if somebody came and asked me for some tarps, no problem. Yeah. We like, we mow through lumber tarps all the time and they just mm. like, I think we probably have 10 or 15 of them at the store right now, folded up. We just keep them there for a bit. Yeah. And so if, if a contractor came to me and said, I want a 16 foot long tar tarp so that I can cover a project, we'd be like, yeah, no problem. There you go. Yeah. Bust that up. Free. I actually used to use yeah. those lumber tarps when they would come with the order. I'd use them to, to, tarp our tools we never tarp the projects but, we, <laughs> but instead of like in some jobs if you're working like down a backyard whatever far from the trailer some nights we wouldn't put all of our tools away we'd leave some of the bigger stuff out and we just kind of like put it all in one spot and then tarp them right and then throw a bungee cord around it to hold the tarp on and then everything was kind of like secured and wasn't going to get full of snow and shit and whatever else Brand and it was stuff. hidden a little bit yeah um but yeah, that made for nice. But use it on your on the project too. That makes like criminals sense. around here. Like when they walk past stuff and there's a lumber tarp over it, they're just like, "Oh, that's lumber, right?" No matter what the shape of it. They're Mind like, you, this year would have been like, "That's lumber. Oh, that's lumber. That's lumber. Get it in the truck. <laughs> go, 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 go." It's called money, Wade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Number nineteen is back to the safety message of things being slippery. If you're working up high on a deck and you normally don't like, I don't know many deck builders that tie off, but in the winter, maybe not the worst idea. Like I would be lying if I said I ever did, but like if you're up working 13, 14, 15, 20 oh, yeah. feet in the air, walking joists that are covered in 
potentially ice and snow, it might not be an idea, a bad idea to put a harness on. I think health and safety requires you to anyway. Yeah, you're supposed to be height. doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but not for deck builders, though. Guys aren't. How many, oh, yeah. how, okay, how many, how many guys have you, like, I've seen precisely zero Instagram <laughs> posts of deck builders with their harnesses on? Yep. Not one. Not a one. But in the winter, like, yeah. Things get slick. I know that we, like, we did that job one time where we did rain escape in the winter and the homeowner, oh. I don't know why in the world he was out there, but he decided he was going to go try to walk out on the rain escape, which is plastic, slippery as all hell. He, like, he slipped and fell through and, like, Ugh. caught himself between the joists, thankfully. Holy Or smoke. else he was 13 feet down to a concrete slab. Who's this? I don't know that I want to use names, but Round Lake. <laughs> Oh yeah. Okay. That's a long way down. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then he was like, sorry guys. I like, I wrecked that one trough there because I fell through it last night. Well, why were you out there? <laughs> like we didn't, you don't even have access to that. Why? Why? Well, just, he was trying to clear snow off. He's like, well, there was some snow on it. It's okay. Yeah, it's, <laughs> That's what the yeah, troughs are there exactly, for. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Silly. Uh, number 20. Bring your batteries in at night. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. How did we not have this one on the first 17 last year? Mm. Stupid. We were. Maybe we were still using extension cords on all our stuff at that time. Maybe. That's right. So at the end of every workday, grab your batteries, throw them in a pail or a bag and bring them inside. Bring inside the house. Don't leave them in the truck. Because that, like, the day is a non-starter. If you start your day with frozen batteries, it's over. You're mm -hmm. chasing it all day, trying to get those things to charge and warm up and, yep. like, you're just not going to catch up to it. No, nope. but bring them in the house, charge them up, start with full batteries, and they're warm. Like mm -hmm. once they're warm and they're in the tool and they're getting used, then they're fine. Yep. But if you start with them frozen, you're like, no good. You're not not gonna have a good day. It's the worst. Uh, number, I really like this one too. Uh, number one, pre-assemble in the shop. Number, number one. Number twenty-one. Twenty-one. But it's his new number one. There's a lot. He's going now on moved here. it up. <laughs> If there's some things you can do ahead of time in a warm space, why not? Yeah. Like if you know you're building a deck and all the joists need to be cut to 14 foot seven, you could pre-cut them if you want. But the bigger thing is probably the railing. I was like, yeah, this is a railing play. Get the deck built and take your measurements and go pre-assemble all your railing inside a shop warm somewhere, haul it out, bolt it down. Yeah. Couldn't this be a steel framing play too? I don't know how you'd carry the deck out, but what do you mean by that? You could get some of it pre-assembled could sure you? you could some of the hangers and stuff yeah could go on to do the, all the little work mm -hmm. you could make an know. argument that you could do that with all of it like wood true. wood and steel yeah but i think i'd be a little more encouraged to do that work on steel because it'd be so cold right but if you're also if you're building a deck that doesn't have a picture frame like and you, you're not a track saw guy or whatever and you know that you're cutting a bunch of treated decking even mm -hmm. 14 and a half feet like Stack that up and do it in the shop. Pre-cut it all, bring it out to site and screw it down. Right. Yep. Rather than standing at the saw outside, minus 20. Uh, Quigley Dexas says, according to my insurance agent, your tools are safer behind your customer's house under a tarp than in your truck. A work truck is a magnet for thieves. He's not wrong. That's <laughs> it's 100% accurate. Mm -hmm. Like, cause for those jobs, I would leave my trailer parked in the, the driveway. Like, anybody that drives by is like, that's a trailer full of tools. Mm -hmm. And if somebody decided to break in, they probably wouldn't even make it to the backyard. They would just break into the trailer or yeah, hook no up. problem. <laughs> Joke's on them. <laughs> Jokes on that. It's all, it's all the good shit in the backyard. Under a tarp. But that's uh, that's true. Uh -huh. Number 22, make sure you set expectations with the customer. So communication is good. Is a good mm -hmm. idea here. Um, this goes back to the hold back. Yeah. That conversation. Hold back and the time it's going to take. Tell them else. it's going to take longer. Let them know your plan. Let them know. Like we don't work on days that are 
like colder than minus 20. Yeah. So that so they're not cold. wondering when it's minus 22 out why you're not there. Yeah. Because it was probably too cold for them to think about working at minus 15. Oh, yeah, and totally. And so when you don't show up at minus 22, they don't know you've set a go, no go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just communicate anything that might be a little bit differently. And like you might you might want to like even talk to them about like, can we have access to the garage to keep our chargers plugged in there where it's warm or something? Like maybe mm-hmm. you can talk to them about using some of their space to help make the job go smoother too, potentially. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. number 23, keep the coffee ready and warm. That's that's a big one. I never figured this one out. Like I should, we should have kept the coffee maker on hand. One of those jobs like coffee makers. Yeah. But we were super stupid. We'd go to Tim Hortons every morning on the way there. And then the bloody thing would be frozen 14 minutes later. Like you would, yeah, you <laughs> you'd drink get this much outside. of it and then it's ice. Yeah. But if you kept like a little coffee maker close by and you were just like warming yourself up from oh. the inside out all day. So I had an old foreman that used to n- like, used to not drink coffee in the winter. So he believed you were supposed to drink hot drinks on hot days and cold drinks on cold days because you didn't want to create a big uh, discrepancy in temperature in your body. Yeah. And so when you're cold out, you didn't want to put hot coffee in. But you're always 98 degrees. Not when it's minus 46, you're not. Your body temperature is, though. <laughs> it might be down a little if bit. If you've yeah. dipped, you've got hypothermia. Exactly. We've got bigger problems. Yeah. yeah. He shows up as Slurpees in January. For real. He did. He, would drink, he always drank cold water. That's crazy. Always. That's probably, well, it's never a bad thing to drink lots of cold water, I guess. I, just, I thought you were just supposed to drink whiskey. That's what I said. That's right. Chill the whiskey. Let's Chill drink the whiskey. That. Yeah. That'll warm you up. <laughs> Back to the chemical reaction. Yeah. Uh, number 24 is potentially shorten your hours. So mm. I know at least when we were going, like I used to, I didn't like to, to lose daylight and warm temperatures in the summer. It was like we would, Worked I wasn't a big PM. fan of being like, we start at nine and we end at five. It was like, it was more like project based. Let's finish this up for the day and then we're done. There yeah. might've been 10 or 12 hour days and that was fine. But in the winter, your light is shortened as well. Oh yeah, so, you can't work here past five o'clock. Yeah, adjust your hours to to suit the temperatures and the light that's available in the day. Mm-hmm. So like a nine to five in the winter is probably about as good as you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're likely burning way more energy in that anyway. So like working in the winter nine to five, you're probably more played out than if you did nine to five in the summer. Hundred percent. One heavier clothes. Yeah, a little bit more stress about like slippery. You know, you're like more cautious. You're tensed up. I feel yeah, right? all like day. Fifteen yep. pounds of extra t- extra clothes on and then you're walking around like your muscles are engaged like 90% of the time yeah because you're just clenched so it like it burns out a bit faster uh and the final uh good one tip from John here trailer microwave for hot lunch so he said that and then my head immediately was like you could get an ice fishing shack on there (laughs) (laughs) and so I don't know why here's a good tip from Mick on decks a cooler with a heat pad in it to charge the batteries and keep your tape and caulking warm yeah oh yeah like this, Coleman. Yep. Right? Those old Coleman's. Sure. I'm sure you can get those from a garage sale for cheap. 100%. <laughs> Got handles. Uh, number 25, keep your job site cleaned up so the snow doesn't cover trip hazards. Mm-hmm. So, like, this can be a little bit sketchy. You're like trimming off joists and you're cutting all these little four inch blocks, dropping to the ground. Oh, then yeah. you leave all that crap there and it snows tonight. And then you got guys walking around like busting ankles because they step ankles. on yeah. on chunks of lumber or whatever it is. Like, just every day clean up a little bit. Start the day by cleaning up, making sure nobody's going to slip and fall and trip on stuff and whatever else. So, keeping exactly. the job site clean is good. I like it was always kind of nice when it snowed at night because you come back and the job site did look clean. Oh, it's so pristine <laughs> back here again. <laughs> just buried all your shit. Oh, it's fine. Though. Yeah. 
Uh, TC Dex says, build a big trailer with insulation and a heater. Yeah, if you, mm-hmm. if you know, like if you do this for a living, you know you're working like three months of the year in really cold temperatures, then sure, insulate your trailer and like make it more of a permanent outdoor mm-hmm. solution, maybe. I don't know. Why not? What else you got, Wade? Anything uh, that we missed on there? It was 25 tips. Like, that was a yeah, lot of tips. Pretty exhaustive. Yeah, I don't know. I had the ice fishing shack. I thought that was a really good contribution. <laughs> like turning your trailer into an ice fishing shack oh. as well. I don't know, like actually like those little pop-up ice Oh, like shows. bring one. Yeah, oh, yeah, I see. Ice fishing tents, yeah. Yeah, you can yeah. buy an ice fishing tent. They're just a little, they pop up so fast. It takes maybe a minute to put one up. And then a little respite from the wind or whatever yeah. that you got going out there. They're not expen- They're not super expensive either. Mr. Buddy Heater in there. And yeah. so now what you've done is you've purchased an ice fishing tent and a heater on your company <laughs> credit card and you've written it off. And on the weekend. Number 26. Oh, this is the tip. Is a, on your days where it's minus 25 and you're not working anyway, <laughs> head out to the lake. Take that same tent. Yeah. Uh, another tip from Haney is to only hire Vikings. <laughs> oh, yeah. And harden up. Yep. I don't know. I'm done working in the cold. Are you? I've done my. Sounds like we got an outdoor showroom to build. Oh, yeah. Maybe you and I can supervise from inside. Hey. Suit up. I'll bring people coffee all day. (laughs) Good warm coffee. All right, boys. Thanks for uh, giving those tips. This is getting pretty close to Christmas. I hope everybody has a merry one. And uh, until next week. Take it easy. Hey, thank you for listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Now you know what we're about. Check the site, come and shop. UltimateDeckShop.com. Hit us right away for sponsorships. So tell us if you want to collaborate. Let's go. Check us out on any social networks. Thank you for listening. <laughs>